Welcome to Movies, Music, Etc. I'm your host, Kyle, and with me today is the man who played the stunt devil of Bob in the original movie and in this one, my co-host Grant. And today, we're going over the night, the 2007 remake of the Halloween movie, directed by Rob Zombie. And for you that guys don't know who Bob is, he's the one that gets pinned to the wall with the knife in both movies. <laughs> <laughs> it only hurt a little bit. Only a little bit. Yeah. They got it right between the shoulder. It was fine. But uh, for all the critics that hated this movie, the budget on it was $15 million, but it ended up making $80.4 million. Jeez. So it was a financial success. Yes. So that was fun. Now, on to the summary of the movie. Nearly two decades after being committed to a mental institution, which Grant did point out, it's called Sanitarium. <laughs> for killing his stepfather and older sister michael miles michael myers breaks out intent on returning to the town of haddonfield illinois he arrives in his hometown on halloween with the uh, with the sole purpose of hunting down his younger sister Lori. the only thing standing between michael and the halloween night of bloody carnage is psychologist dr samuel lewis Lewis. Lewis. Loomis. Not Lewis. Yeah. Jeez. I have it right in front of me. You can't even get it right. <laughs> Sorry, I blew up. So, on to the cast. Uh, Dr. Samuel Loomis is played by Michael uh, Malcolm McDowell, which is, like, I've heard in a bunch of interviews, it's Rob Zombie's favorite actor. Uh, I want to say it was back in the early 80s. There was a movie called a clockwork orange yep it was really weird and that's rob zombie's favorite movie huh. and so i imagine that's why he pulled him into this movie the movie is extremely odd it is very weird but we also have a legendary voice actor playing sheriff lee brackett by the name of brad dwarf who i had to point out is the voice of chucky to grant <laughs> i've only seen child's play once and it was right before we did our podcast last year. Amazing. And the man who played adult Michael Myers, Tyler Maine, who is a who is a WWE wrestler. Plus, he's been in uh, quite a few other movies, like he was Sabretooth in the original X Men movies, and he, he played was a tiger. Sabretooth. Yeah. Yeah. He was a tiger. No. Oh. And then he plays Ajax and Troy. And then, like always, I butcher names, but the child. Michael Myers was played by Deeg Fritch. Fritch? I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. And then like in every Rob Zombie movie, he has to have Sherry Moon Zombie's wife in it who played Deborah Myers. And then in this movie, as Laurie Strode is Scout Taylor Compton. Mm -hmm. And then a Halloween returning veteran, Daniel Harris, plays Annie Bracken. And uh, Daniel Harris was in... One of the original ones, two of the original movies, mm -hmm. and she was like 11 or 12 at the time, so that's cool. Now, on to the soundtrack portion of the movie, which I'm going to hand over to my friend Grant here. Go ahead and throw any little brain busters in there if you need to. Oh, I will, definitely. Uh, <clears throat> first up, we have God of Thunder, written by Paul Stanley and performed by Kiss. Who I don't know that song. I I don't remember hearing it in there. I don't either. 
But Paul Stanley is the star child for you non-kiss people. Uh, no. Ace Freely's star child. Oh. Paul Stanley. He's the cat man? No. No, Peter Chris is the cat man. Yeah. Ace Freely, star child. Gene Simmons, the demon. Okay, you're Paul right. Stanley is the star child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, out. I know I'm right. Get out of my life. <laughs> Next up, we have Don't Fear the Reaper. Written by Donald Rosier and performed by, obviously, Blue Oyster Cult because it would be Blue Oyster Cult. Which was in this movie twice in yes. both times right before murder. <laughs> and right after sex happened. Correlation. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> also 15 years, or no, 17 years apart, yeah. I believe. So, according to the movie. Only Women Bleed, written by Alice Cooper and Dick Wagner, and performed by Alice Cooper, who, kind of surprising, my mom is a huge Alice Cooper fan. Yeah. <laughs> Never would have guessed my mom would be. A lot of moms are. <clears throat> <laughs> and then they became moms. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween 2, written by Glenn Danzing and performed by The Misfits. I wonder if that's the like the slowed down, deeper version that you hear when he gets back to town. I think that's so. the second one. I like that one better. Uh, Tom Sawyer, written by mm-hmm. Getty Lee, Alex Lifeson, Neil Pert, and uh, Pi Dubai. Performed by Rush, obviously. Uh, Baby, I Love Your Way. Written and performed by Peter Frampton. Baby, I love your way. Okay, I was going to say, I don't remember hearing that. In the I don't movie. either. I think they're just fillers. Uh, Mr. Sandman, written by... Pat Ballard and performed by Nan Vernon, which I thought was kind of an odd song for. Her. I think it was a, it was it played at the end there. Yeah, yep. but it, I mean it, it fits I guess, but yep. it's just kind of an odd. I figured they'd put like since Rob Zombie directed, you think he would put his Boogeyman song oh, in right. there, considering that's what they call him, the Boogeyman. Yeah, that's true. They do call him Boogeyman. Nineteen sixty nine live, uh, written by Iggy Pop, Ron. Eschaton, Scott Eschaton, and David Alexander, performed by Iggy Pop. Not sure what that one is, to be honest with you. Love Hurts, Love <laughs> written, Hurts. <laughs> written by Phyllis Brandt and uh, Budelo Bryant, which performed got, by Nazareth. Yeah, which was weird because we got to see young Michael Myers crying on the curb and then split screening with his mom dancing in a, That's a strip club. Boom. And then split screen again, back to Michael Myers yeah. crying on the curb to his sister getting boned by her boyfriend. <laughs> because learn from your parents' mistakes. Oh, yeah. control. <laughs> the sticker above her bed. Um, suite number three, Air in the G-String, written by Johann Sebastian Bach. What a, uh, performed by... What a gangster before his time. Capella and Strapelli and Nita. Yeah. <laughs> So I read that and I'm like, Johann Sebastian Bach. And my immediate thought was Sebastian Bach, the lead singer of Skid Row. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, hold on. Transitions to the trailer park, boys. <laughs> uh, Deck the Halls uh, by uh, Thomas Oliphant and performed by Bing Crosby, the uh, Christmas uh, Carol. Which that was. That's when he's playing. That's when he's at the sanitarium. Yeah, that's when he pointed out. You're like, oh, sanitarium. Yeah. And it's been over a year since he's killed anything and he wants to go home and then he kills that lady in the lunchroom. Uh, That's when I'll stop loving you, written by Joe 
Lervald and Byron Walls, performed by David Sparkman and the Joel Evans Orchestra. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Halloween, based on Dance Macabre by Camille St. So that's on St. Sands. I'm going to assume that's what that says. <laughs> Let It Ride, written by Brandy, or Randy Bachman and Charles Turner. No relation. Oh, Bachman. <laughs> Not Bachman, Bachman. My bad. Performed by Bachman Turner Overdrive. Which I'm pretty sure you're related to Bill Turner. Uh, I might as well be. <laughs> Better be getting some royalties too. Throwing... If they're the music, they let, they clearly have a face for radio. <laughs> Uncle Charles, throw me something out here, man. <laughs> uh, and then uh, obviously the Halloween theme written by John Carpenter, who I didn't under I, I didn't realize that he wrote that um, until we were watching the credits. Yeah, he's like a, I knew he directed the original movie, but I didn't know that he also wrote the theme song for the original movie. Yeah, which so some people say like he went to Rob Zombie and said, "Hey, make it your own. I don't want to. I don't want you to copy me. Make it your own movie. Do right. you, like use your artistic style." But then I did see clips of him at a, a Comic Con, and they're like, one of the questions was, "What do you think about?" Uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween remake, and he just says, next question. So I don't know how he feels about it all. Well, maybe he couldn't talk about it. Maybe if there was like a... That could be it. Like he just couldn't like talk about it. D.O.D. or something. Or D&D or something. NDA. Yeah, whatever. D.O.D. <laughs> I was thinking, do not discuss. <laughs> D.N.D.? Yeah. So, now on to the fun part of the podcast, the fun facts. But, since it is a horror movie... We do a kill count on all the horror movies. So, that's right. so did you include animals in your kill count? No, because that's butchery. Did you include butchery in your kill count? No, I just counted the dead bodies. Well, yeah, okay. Unless, like, so, like, it's like the zombie land one. You don't really count zombies unless, like, the movie is portrayed around zombies, or like. If we ever did like Pet Cemetery, then maybe I'd have to add pets in there. But <laughs> which a new Pet Cemetery show is coming out, so that's scary. didn't they just do a remake not too long ago too? Yeah, it's like Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. Oh boy, which is weird. But this movie had twenty two kills in it, and at a runtime of one hundred and ten minutes, which we watched the theatrical version. Right. So at one hundred and ten minutes and twenty two kills, that gave us a kill on average every five minutes. See, but nobody really dies that quickly except for that kid that was picking on him. Yeah, and I think that was like 20 minutes in or something I mean, like it that. picks up quite a bit towards the end, yeah. obviously, but... Yeah, like when he's escaping. Yeah. Uh, he kills like nine. Dude, that would have been so cool if they would have had that song playing when he was leaving. I know it. I just thought of that. <laughs> just like as soon as he, as soon as they get there and he breaks the... The like, chain. Yeah. Sanitarium. I'll call Robert yeah. Cummings up and tell him. Could you? Fun fact, that's Rob Zombie's real last name I'll, is Cummings. We might be related. I'm, my grandma was a Cummings. Oh. Like from Scotland and Norway. Yeah. Well. Like I traced my lineage back when I was laid off back in 2016 because I got bored. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> so as we have discovered in a couple of other movies that we have done, that sometimes tragedy does strike that's yeah. involved in the movies. And there, there originally was a sequel 
that was planned for Halloween Resurrection, which okay. came out in 2005. It was originally planned, but the movie was totally canned because Mustafar Akkad, who was the original producer for all the other ones, who uh, he is considered to be the grandfather of all the Halloween movies, was killed along with his daughter in, 2000, in a 2005 terrorist attack in Jordan. Oh. Uh, but the production duties of this film was passed on to his son, Malik Akkad. Okay. So that... It's really cool that they kept yeah, kept him in the, the family, family and stuff like that. And, right. And he was the one that had to keep Rob Zombie on a short oh. lease because of some of the some of the things like uh, some of the fun facts I couldn't add into this is because they were just so crazy, so uh, graphic and gory and <laughs> yeah. So so like <laughs> that's that was kind of cool. Yeah, it is. It, it, I well, like I said, a lot of critics gave this movie a lot of gaff. Yeah, but it it clearly was a financial success where they ended up making a second one, mm-hmm. and at the time Rob Zombie didn't want to do it because he's like, nope, not doing it. But then they're like, hey, here's a truck full of money, do another one. He's like, okay, okay. <laughs> but uh, this uh, the movie was shot in the same town as the original. Like the first film, Zombie shot Halloween in South Pasadena, California. The house used for the exterior of the Myers house was two miles from the one that Carpenter used. However, uh, Zombie said he couldn't use it because it was all restored and looking good. Yeah, didn't want to destroy it. Uh, yeah, it was like because someone like remodeled it, and he's like, "Well, can't do that." Yeah. <laughs> but uh, another fun fact is William uh, Furloth, the yeah, the stepdad. His leg cast was real. Okay. So, uh, William uh, Furloth. Forsyth. For, yeah. Well, well, Samsonite way off. <laughs> who plays Michael's abusive stepdad, Ronnie. His leg was in a cast throughout the... Throughout because shortly before production, it started. He was in a motorcycle accident and couldn't walk properly. So, Zombie said it was a pain throughout the shoot but that's how they had to do every scene that's why you see a lot of scenes he's not up he's moving sitting around down he's there. just sitting down yeah. but uh when i told you when you said like when in that scene in the kitchen where yeah. he's screaming and yelling at him so uh the baby angel the baby in there yeah. it didn't want to cry oh really yeah so like even with them screaming and him throwing things everywhere the baby that played young angel uh or young Lori, uh, she found uh, Forsythe's voice very soothing. That's weird. That is weird. He goes, even though Zombie wanted the child to be upset during the argument scenes, he said that uh, she wouldn't cry every time because every time she heard his voice, like even when he was yelling at Sherry Moon Zombie, like she would just be like, just sitting there. (laughs) That's why when you hear, when she did finally cry in there, you hear the same cry the entire after uh when she shoots herself, when she shoots yeah. herself it's it, he have this you hear the same cry three times it's first it's piercing of that. that's yeah like, oh, it's shit. because they couldn't get the baby to cry huh. so, and uh so in that kitchen scene fairly oddly enough in the opening breakfast scene in the Myers house it was shot on the first day of production and the real uh, the real kitchen was uh, initially messy as it appears in the film, but uh, 
but not realizing that that's how Zombie want, wanted it, the art department ended up tidying the whole room ahead of filming. <laughs> so Zombie had to tell them to put everything back, back where they found it. So I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's an old rundown house and it's, you know, kind of trashy, mm-hmm. you know. You know, stuff's not going to be spick and span inside that house. Yeah, and I want to know what the art department feel like. Like, oh, we got to make this place look nice, considering the movie they were in. I was like, right. what are you doing, you know? All the people out and fucking show up in the Midwest one time. <laughs> yep. So, uh, speaking of the houses, Zombie and his team had trouble finding a house that had all the rooms they needed for the various scenes the, that were set there. Like, in the end... The exterior, the downstairs, mm-hmm. and the upstairs scenes were all in three different houses. Oh. So. That was cool. Yeah. And uh, as I told you, the bully, Megan Trainer's husband. Yeah. Was, uh, it's all about the base. <laughs> this kid was already famous. Uh, Daryl uh, Sabra, who uh, who plays the school bully Wesley, or Michael's first kill. Yeah. Besides the animals. He's best known in 2007 for his lead role in the Spy Kids movies. No kidding, okay. <laughs> Please, Junie. These scenes were okay. sh- uh, and these scenes were shot in the real school and uh, the actor had to keep he kept getting mobbed by the kids that were there discovering who he was. Oh, yeah. So they're like, oh, it's a spy kid. You know? So uh, speaking of those scenes like that, the young Michael loved to swear. Uh, it's hard to pronounce his name, but Deeg uh, Furich, Furich, who plays young Michael, loved this. Loved the scenes where he got to swear because he wasn't allowed to at home. Zombie said that they had to uh, that he kept laughing as he said uh, that dialogue, and that you can see him. He was starting to crack up a couple times before the scene the scene even started. So just because he knew he was gonna get to throw it out there. Yep. <laughs> but uh, uh, this old movie is a homage to the first Halloween. So Zombie uh, has the characters watch the 50s horror classic, The Thing from Another World, on mm-hmm. TV. Twice. Twice, yeah. Because that's what they were watching in the original one. Huh. And in the later scene, adult Michael deliberately stops to watch some of the same movie, uh, having missed a lot of it 15 years earlier because <laughs> he was busy killing his family. Right. Which was kind of, which it's cool because in the original one, the only reason it was in there is because John Carpenter did the 1970s remake of the thing. Oh. So, oh, okay. So this is kind of a homage to the original one, the original movies, and John Carpenter. That's pretty cool. Even though John Carpenter made an Easter egg for himself. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but speaking of that scene, when they were watching that, and he was too busy killing his family, uh, William Forsythe, he didn't want a kid to cut his throat. So the stunt double stood in for young Michael Myers in the scene where Michael cuts Ronnie's throat. Even through, uh, Forsythe is wearing uh, the makeup appliances and the prosthetics. And he still had to, they still had to cut the actual prosthetic open. Oh, shit. And yeah. let the blood flow out. And he understandably didn't want a 10 year old waving a knife oh in the right he, he, you know he is taped down and yeah you know the move so that was that was pretty cool it'd be freaky but this next fun fact is when i was telling you when he was sitting in the car and it looks mm, like yeah it's a steel frame going through mm-hmm. well so the clever shot was actually a very simple one the strike uh the striking shot of the camera moving through 
what seems to be a freeze frame to Michael sitting in the police car. It was designed on uh, on the day of the shooting. While it looked like a, a clever use of visual effects, Zombie actually told the background owners to just stand very still while he was moving the camera towards the car. Hmm. And I was like, oh, that's actually that's really cool. It was a really cool effect for it being a practical effect and all that thing, too. So, uh, a Zombie had about a week to create several seasons. The hospital scenes were shot at oh. the Veterans Hospital in North Hills, California. Zombie only filmed there for a week, but needed to give the impression of many months passing. Yeah. So he used fake snow, rain, and sunshine in various of brief establishing shots. The like the rain scene was literally just someone standing on the side spraying a hose in front of the camera. Whatever works. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> if you can get the shot and it looks legit, why not? Yeah, but it was kind of funny that uh, you know he was kind of limited on budget. Plus, the wine scenes were always trying to cut oh, back right. all these scenes that he had planned and stuff like that. So, so imagine what the movie would be if he was able to put in what he wanted. Which means, I mean, not not necessarily the like every little thing, but yeah. like, which means you talked about like some of them are like it's probably better that they weren't in right. there, but. But like his, yeah. But the hospital scenes were influenced by a classic movie. Zombie said that the character of Chief in the nineteen seventy five classic uh, "One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest" nest was a big influence on the hospital scenes. Everyone would stop paying attention to Michael, who has not spoken or committed an act of violence in many years, until it's too late. Right. So, uh, I, I haven't seen that movie in probably. 20 years one flew over the cuckoo's nest yeah i've never seen it shows like jack nicholson just sitting there on the bench and there's a character named chief he Mm -hmm. is you know sitting there long hair doesn't say a word he's very ominous and people just kind of they're like oh he hasn't done anything bad in years he's like we don't have to worry about him anymore just like uh danny trio's character he's like oh i'll put these cuffs on because he just walks in there and the door's open yeah you don't touch that he hasn't done anything wrong in such a long time right when he always talked to him, uh, it gives you the impression that he's always talked to him throughout yep. the years and stuff, and at least tried to make small talk with him. Yeah, so. Uh, this gory effect didn't work very well. The blood smash effect, as Michael, who's played by Tyler Maine, slams an orderly's head against the wall, and it, it had to be filmed over 20 times as they couldn't get the effect to work properly. Oof. Yeah, so the. Uh, when he grabs the orderly, he's like smashing yeah. his head up. They couldn't get it to work properly. <laughs> like, and imagine the kind of headache you'd have. Even right. So, so oh. me and you did talk about this next fun fact. Danny Trejo's death was added later. It's so sad. I know it. So my, my, and when I was putting this together, I remember me and you talked about this. This actually before. But the scene of Danny Trejo's character Ishmael getting murdered by Michael was filmed at a different hospital months after the principal photography because Zombie decided that it needed resolution. When they were shooting it, it seemed like he was just a minor character. But when the editing came, like when they started editing, it seemed like it was more important, he said. Yeah. Like he was more important. And so he wanted to show that, like, I guess it was a little bit foreshadowing. Like, is he going to, if he finds Lori, uh, is he going to kill right, her kind of yeah. thing? Even though Ishmael was treating him good, he still killed him. Yep. 
and and it's supposed to give you the impression that if he didn't try to put the handcuffs on him, would he have let him live? Because uh, he was fine until he's like, I got to put the cuff back yeah. on you. So if he's like, let's just walk back to your room if mm-hmm. he would have went or not. Gotcha. So that was so that was that. So in that same scene where Danny Trio's uh, character dies, Michael actually dropped that TV. So uh, when Maine first picked the TV off the wall in the scene, he accidentally drops it and it's smashed. That's why you see the quick shot when he like cuts away. Oh, right. When he actually takes it off, it cuts back away because it show because he actually drops oh, it. I didn't realize. Oh, so they yeah. had to like redo something so he can actually show that he slammed Smash it. Smash it on his face. Yeah, I was like, yeah, because the dude is like what six five and he's reaching his hands over his head and dropping the old TV like that. <laughs> he's lucky he didn't drop it on. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. But uh, this scene was actually shot reshot entirely the scene where loomis is uh being woken up to hear that michael escaped was a total reshoot originally the escape was during the day but zombie changed it in the timeline to edit it for when it happened so it would happen at night in the first version the hospital administrator uh morgan wall uh walker who was played by uh udo car udo car he makes the call Baker wasn't available for the reshoots, so Dr. Uh, Clemson, or whatever, the doctor that actually calls him, who is played by Clint Howard, makes it instead. Okay. I think Clint Howard is Ron Howard's older brother. So I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know it was older. I didn't know they were brothers in the first place, but... Yeah. So, uh, Ron Howard, if you guys don't know, is a huge director. Got his first role in... As I can't remember his character, but in Happy Days with, um, shit, I can't the Fonz. It's like Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler, and then he was in Opie in the Andy Griffith show. Oh yeah, Opie first, and then Happy Days. Yeah. How could I forget Opie? Because you're the worst. I am. And he was also in John Wayne's last movie, which was what one? The Shootist. The Shootist. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> it is good. <laughs> I mean, I might be a little biased because I'm a huge John Wayne guy, but you're probably related to him somehow too. Ron Howard or John Wayne? Both. <laughs> I probably am. Little John Wayne's a badass. Why wouldn't you be? And I mean, Ron Howard is a redhead. And... We're basically twins, me and John Wayne. I mean, he's what six four. I'm five eight. Like... <laughs> Quit telling people you're five eight because you're not. <laughs> I'm six foot with my work boots on. Okay. Speaking of how tall you are, the dialogue uh, <laughs> was taken from a classic Paul Newman movie. <laughs> Good segue. In the director's cut, uh, Big Joe Grizzly, who has played, uh, they actually played in uh, the original Dawn of the Dead star, uh, Ken Foray, mm-hmm. tells Michael that we we have here is a failure to communicate. This is a classic line taken from a Paul uh, Paul Newman the movie, Cool Hand Luke. Yep. I was gonna say I was like I was hoping I was hoping you're gonna jump in and beat me to the punch, but Zombie ended up cutting it out for the theatrical version, but ended up putting it back in in the longer DVD director's version after uh, 4A complained. But uh, originally, you know how I give I give special openings to all the yeah. So I was originally gonna say 
that you were the guy who played Big Joe Grizzly because <laughs> it's it's Ken Foray and he's six four six five okay same same size yeah. as the guy who played Michael Myers so I thought it been funny <laughs> you you say you're twins <laughs> twins as in like Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> good movie that's a great movie. Uh, but speaking of uh, Ken Fourier, he wasn't very good at playing dead. Hmm. So a zombie had to use CGI to make Big Joe look dead as Fourier kept breathing and blinking. <laughs> Ken is an amazing actor, but he's the worst dead body ever, zombie said. <laughs> Why would he just hold your breath so you don't go yeah, up and cause, Yeah, because he's not laying there for very long. He's just like laying there awkwardly and stuff like that. It's like you don't even see his face, and he's on his side, so like he must have been like heavy breathing. <laughs> He'd be like looking up, be like, Is it over at the scene done yet? He's poking his head around the corner. <laughs> <sighs> Another fun fact this Lori is a very different one from the uh, from the original movie. He's Zombie- not the same girl. One is Scout Taylor <laughs> Compton, and the other one is Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. But Zombie said uh, he made the conscious decision not to make Lori prudish, prudish like she is in the original film because it wouldn't make much sense for a teenager, to, for a teenage girl in 2007. However, he did admit that the vulgar joking with her mom seemed to bother everyone. Yeah. In the beginning, they're talking about how they're closing down the store, and she's like, "Oh, he's an old pervert," and she's like, "He touched me one time," and like the mom is like, "Nah," and she's like, "Lori, behave yourself," kind of thing. Well, dude, okay, yeah. So like, I'm not gonna get too philosophical with that. Yeah, or psychological. <laughs> so like, one. yeah, I like how he says like people were bothered by that, but if you've seen some of the the script that was taking out. Yeah, like, right. Everyone would have been bothered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it was horrible. So, yeah, you remember when I told you to look at that tree? Mm-hmm. So, they had, to, they had to recreate fall in Illinois. Zombies' decision to shoot Halloween in California meant that they had many of the same issues that Carpenter did 30 years earlier in trying to make Cannonfield look like it was in Illinois. There is a tree placed in the front of the Strode house, so it could be hiding a palm tree. <laughs> you think they would just take the damn thing down? But uh, Put a friggin' green blanket on it and green screen it out. You couldn't do that. Yeah, they had the CGI, a guy who couldn't play dead, but they, they're not going <laughs> right, to But they're going to leave this big-ass they're they're gonna gonna, big palm tree in yeah. Illinois. They're going to take this cardboard cut out of a pine tree and put it in front of a <laughs> so, palm tree. And then speaking of being in Pasadena, you know, like where there's not pine trees and something that's only palm trees, there was a full-time leaf wrangler. The zombie said they had to employ a crew member's <laughs> whose only job was to put leaves on the ground for the exterior uh, exterior uh, Haddonfield shots. Oh, sometimes yeah. he, sometimes they ran out of leaves, so he has to so he just had to go collect them all up and move them to the next location. <laughs> so, hey kid, want to make twenty bucks? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, hey, worked in a movie. What'd you do? I was like, I was a leaf guy. <laughs> See those leaves right there? 
I put them there. He's like, yeah. See those leaves right there? I had to go pick those ones up and put them over there. Yeah, I applied for the job, and they were like, where are you from? I was like, oh, the Midwest. They're like, we got the perfect job for you. I know exactly what you're doing. Do you know how leaves fall on the ground? <laughs> he's up on the top of the trees just dropping one he's at like a driving, time as like, it falls down. He's like, yeah, it's okay. This is a this is a, a half-brown spruce. It's <laughs> dropping. It drops at this rate. And I was supposed to go to this elm tree. We'll drop this one. Like, oh, yeah, for this. Ah, but it's fall. It's got to be a little. It can't be so green. And he's he's at the top of the tree and he drops a leaf. Cut. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, the Rob, wind wasn't blowing like it was supposed to. Yeah, Rob's obviously looking at his producing like, I just need someone with a rake. <laughs> the hell's he doing up in a tree? <laughs> They're like, he's in the shot. <laughs> Pretend I'm not here. I'm a scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad there wasn't a visual to this podcast. You wouldn't have seen the funniest thing. So, uh, Michael's mask and wig caused many issues. Somebody discovered that on set, there was an issue with Michael's mask. Heather Main was wearing a long-haired wig throughout the whole movie, and it was impossible to put the mask on or pull it off without dislodging the the wig. wig. This is why you never see Michael fully uh, mask up. Or take it off when he starts. It always cuts away. Yeah, like so, it's because they have to like redo a bunch of things. It is same true. Uh, it is same to, to be true on later in the scene when Lori uh, takes his mask off, which I think she doesn't take it off though. I think they're referring to the second movie. Okay, I was gonna say because he doesn't. He takes it off and he when she's back on it. yeah, yeah. In the second movie, he's like pinned him <clears> on some farm equipment and she takes it off. Being a, a weirdo, like I love you, brother. I do like the second one a little bit better. I've never seen it, but he does shoot it more like a music video. Okay, like there's weird ass strobe lights. Like yeah, there's a bunch of strobe lights, <laughs> but there's like like weird like memory scenes or like oh. vision scenes. You know, there's strobe lights. I'm gonna have a headache watching it. It's it's just like, like the movie's dark, and then it cuts to these vision scenes where like Michael's mom is all in white, and there's like oh, a white okay. horse. I got you. And I was like, duh, because you got to put her in there. But uh, Daniel Harris is the only previous Halloween actor. Daniel Harris, who played Annie, Chucky's daughter, Danielle or Daniel. <laughs> What did I say? Daniel. Daniel? Danielle. Daniel. Danielle. Now I feel like I'm saying, I feel like I'm saying it right, but I can hear myself saying it wrong. It sounds like, to me, like you're saying Daniel. Danielle. There you go. Danielle. Yes. Danielle. Yes. <laughs> Danielle. Maybe it is Daniel. Danielle. But I would imagine a chick would have a Danielle, not Dan- Daniel. Daniel Harris, who <laughs> plays Annie. <laughs> Is the only cast member to have uh, already appeared in the Halloween franchise. She played Jamie Lloyd in Halloween 5 and 6 in the late 80s when she was only 11 or 12. So she's in her 30s in this movie? Yeah. Yeah, I know. She looks like she's 16, 17. So it is like, and that's the thing about Rob Zombie movies. There's a lot of unnecessarily nudity. Yeah. And like... 
you know, eighteen year old me back in the day was like, Yeah, boobs. <laughs> but now it's like, you know, I have daughters and I was just like, ah, sometimes it's a little much. Especially in the second one, which is it, <laughs> it it's not necessarily my favorite scene. The beforehand was one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> but you'll see it when uh, yeah. <laughs> but we're gonna be doing that movie next week since it is October, so Halloween. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! And we should have did a Friday the 13th, because on October 13th, it was, it was Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. Last Friday it was. But uh, Zombie didn't initially, didn't want to include anyone from the previous films, but her audition, uh, her audition convinced him to cast otherwise. Which I think it'd be, it would have been really cool to have the original ones, because like the, the new ones, like the 2017, 2020, and the 23 yeah. ones, the three newest ones, they literally take like the child actors from the original ones are adults in this one. Like the same, they well, play the that same character. Kind of what the storyline is about, though, with like Halloween ends and the, with the Jamie Lee Curtis when she came back. It's, yep, it's literally putting a, an end to this franchise type thing. Yeah, they're because they they're talking about it's Halloween one and two, and then then timeline wise, it's these new the three yep. newest movies. Right, Rob Zombie's one and two. They were complete remakes but these but the newest ones follow it and they have like you know little tommy doyle oh, yeah. a little asshole in every single one of them but see every annoying <laughs> yeah. kid in a horror movie's name is tommy evil dice yeah he's the one that sets the mob up and <laughs> kills an innocent guy too yeah in the newest one so you were right he's a shit every head. every annoying kid in a horror movie is named tommy uh, so i tommy did... in child's play yep Tommy, <laughs> when your girl breaks up with you, get the man who looks just like you. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I thought that was the funniest thing ever, and you didn't laugh. I was like, that was the greatest joke. <laughs> when your girl gets a man who looks just like you. <laughs> so, as I did tell you, that they couldn't use the original... Uh, John Carpenter house that they used. Right. Because it was too fixed up. Yep. You do see it in the movie, though. You did tell me that. When Lori, uh, when Lori was sitting in the school and she's looking out the window and she sees Michael just standing there, yep. he is standing in front of the Strode house from the original movie. And you can tell it looks way nicer. It looks yeah. like a modern house. Yeah. Jerks. <laughs> so, but uh, the girl who played Lori, uh, Scout. Uh, Taylor Compton, she turned 18 during production. Ooh. And it was uh, Compton's 18th birthday on the on, on the day of the scene uh, with the D. Wallace Stone, who D. Wallace is the one who played her mother. Okay. Which she is a horror, a horror movie veteran. Okay. Uh, who played her mom was the, that scene that was shot. Zombie said he was worried that Taylor Compton would go out and get wasted and show up hungover the next day. But thankfully, she didn't. Good for her. Yeah. She had three years to wait. Yeah. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, they, you know, that shows like a lot of maturity. Right. Kind of thing. But uh, I'm glad that you said maturity in your voice, correct? <laughs> <sighs> You're the worst. <laughs> so, this one probably hits close home to you since you are the original stunt devil for Bob in oh, both yeah. movies. So a zombie reshot Bob's murder 
Originally, Bob was killed when Michael follows him out to the van because he has a cool van full of beer. So he's like high school cool. Yeah. So I had but, a van. That was my first car was a minivan. So yeah, it <laughs> does hit close to home. <laughs> but a uh, zombie reshot the scene so it would mirror the same shots and the music, Blue Obstacle, Don't Fear the Reaper, Yeah, as Judas is murdered early in the film, but uh, as well as Bob's death. And the Carpenter's film, the, and the Carpenter both, what? In the car, in the first one. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Sorry, that song's playing when Bob's getting killed. But Judith dies after Bob. Yeah, in this one. Yeah, but she's listening to Blue. Oh, Blue. gotcha. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So the Reaper. So, I know they said to make they they wanted Rob Zombie to make it his own, but I'm glad they put that in there. Yeah, because in the new ones they do hang someone on a knife too oh okay so i was like well that's the iconic thing and i'm glad they did it that in the head tilt yep every time there's a head tilt <laughs> that's what makes michael myers michael myers <laughs> so uh clearly you know how they said they had trouble finding houses and stuff like that right some of the local residents got mad with the production all the haddonfield scenes were shot around a real neighborhood in south pasadena which if you know South Pasadena, it's kind of like preppy, richy people. Yeah. So I imagine they just thought they were better than everyone. Like Edina, Minnesota? Like what? Edina, Minnesota? The cake eaters? I'm not rich or fancy, so I've probably never been there. <laughs> I've been by it, and they're a bunch of bitches. <laughs> bunch of pricks. Well, anyway, in South Pasadena, and in these houses where people live. Zombie said that the, uh, there was one stage, unknown residents were throwing rocks on the set. Grow up. Yeah. I, You're yeah. filming a movie. I'm sure there was an announcement like, hey, these streets are going to be closed down. Yeah. There's going to be a bunch of fucking people around. We're filming a movie. Don't be a fucking child. Don't be a snowflake. Yeah. Just let it happen. We're not going to destroy anything. And if we do, we'll pay you handsomely for it. Yeah. Like, we got a big budget. Jeepers cripes. Grow up. So, uh, and another fun fact, Michael's hand was taped to Annie's foot. When Michael pulls Annie, played by Danielle Harris, <laughs> across the floor, her shoes kept coming off of his hand. I was going to ask you if that's why she's only got one boot on yeah. when she's laying on the carpet. <laughs> yep, so, okay. so Maine's hand had to be duct taped to her foot. Okay. But speaking right after that, you know how I told you to remember her laying on that rug? Yeah. So no blood was allowed on the floor. The owner of that house that Annie was attacked in, and uh, it was requested that the filmmakers don't get any blood on the floor. That's why you find you when they find Annie, you find her laying on the on rug, rug with blood all over her, but little anywhere else. Huh. That's why they put her on the rug. Okay. Well, if you put her on the rug, and some get, if nobody cares about the rug, and some a little bit gets on the floor, just wipe the rug over it. Yeah, it's gone. Or just throw the rug over it, throw the newspaper <laughs> down. <laughs> Easy, Adam Sandler. <laughs> so this is why we stopped the podcast between certain takes. It's because Grant would make editing so damn hard. <laughs> <laughs> and like always, he says some off-the-wall funny shit between takes. So <laughs> Trying to get through the fun facts here, Grant. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just thought it was horrifying that I had an R. Kelly song stuck in my head. Way to go. Creep. See what I did there? Horror movie? Horrifying? (laughs)
Why aren't you writing those scripts? <laughs> you won't let me. Uh, anyway, fun fact, Lindsay's screams were real. Neither Skyler, uh, Gisondo, and Jenny Craig Stewart, who played Tommy and oh, Lindsay, yeah. had they have never seen uh, Tyler Maine in his Michael Michael mask before the scene was shot. So when Stewart, uh, Stewart and yeah, Jenny and uh, Jenny Stewart was generally terrified when she saw him coming through the door, and she, her screams were real. Zombie said he had to calm her down after the scene was oh, shot. Okay, but you can still when she was running. Yeah, when, like when to they the get neighbors the, when they were running when the uh, yeah, she still seemed like she was freaked out. That might have been days later or anything or yeah. something. It's Who like, knows? And but, that's the thing is like they know it's fake and not real but like you know kids are like it's a big jump yeah like fudge so so this next one fact do you remember when i told you about i got a funny fun fact about when he was carrying her out of the yeah. house you're like what her carrying on the street i was like no when he was coming down the stairs well michael kept tripping <laughs> normally in horror movies you see the damsel or the person right. running. They're always tripping and falling in the horror movie. <laughs> well, in this one, it was the horror guy, Michael, was the one tripping. So uh, Maine kept tripping down the stairs as he left the house carrying Lori because he is a huge person and the size and the and then the fact that his mask would obscure his vision. So they did like fifteen takes because he would trip and fall down those stairs. <laughs> <laughs> In the oh, match. with her with her, with her in her arms. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You could even, like, they said, like, uh, he would he would go, and then he would just take the blunt of it. Like, he would just, like, roll with her. And, like, he would, boom. <laughs> she was, like, it was still, like, hitting a brick wall off his body. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. But uh, speaking of things going wrong, there was a stunt that went wrong. And the stunt coordinator, he was the stunt coordinator for this movie and the second one. And he says this stunt was the the worst one to do through both okay. movies. But when the balcony, the balcony fall stunt, it went yeah. wrong. When the stunt performer playing Laura Strode hurt herself badly when falling, the production had to be paused so she could be rushed to the hospital. Holy cow. Well, yeah. okay, what I, did, what I didn't get with that scene is... Michael's running out of the house, and he clearly tackles her off of the balcony. Yeah, through a wall off the balcony. Right. How does she end up on top of Michael Myers? Well, I think it was one of those deals where, like, because you see it in the mid-fall, it cuts the scene. And right. Because there's no way that they were going to land that way with her on top of him. Yeah, so I think it just went horribly wrong, and they're like, oh, we can't oh. do this stunt anymore. They're trying to get so it. So right. once again, why wouldn't you put like an air pair or like a deal down? So so if and then put and then put like a green thing on top of it. Well, I guess it probably hit. So you. the camera angle is pretty low. Yeah, and it's only on the, the second story of the house. Right, so it's really not that far. It's far enough to make it hurt, but ten foot. And 10 so they're down foot, low, yeah. so that's not like they can put one of those huge brace pads they could probably put like a thin one yeah and it probably just went and i'm sure they probably did put a thin one or something that i'm sure they didn't fall right onto the ground yeah but i imagine that that's why they ended up cutting away really fast because like they had nowhere to land 
Mm-hmm. And if there was a bigger pad, they couldn't. It wouldn't show because it was a, a smaller shot, right. a lower shot, lower shot. Which I think those lower shots and some of these scenes were pretty good. Like I said in the, during the movie, I was like, "Oh, the cinematography is pretty good." In this, mm-hmm. like when Judith first comes out of the room after she got stabbed by Young Michael. Yep. You see, like it looks like someone's peeking their head up right above the stairs, so it's like a low shot for yeah. them. Yep. And you see it like it's creeping up, like you see the mainly the floor. And then you see her stumbling out, and then little Michael comes out, and you see it. And I was like, I thought that was a pretty good shot there, Just too. The shit out of her. Yeah. I think the, I mean. Cuts her a bunch and then stabs her 11 times. Once, yeah. Getting his groove. That's what, uh, that's what they did. Camera angles in the Green Mile, too. Or in the Green Mile. Was because Michael Clark Duncan is a large guy, but the, yeah. the way the camera's angled they wanted makes to him make look, him look much larger. Right and, that's kind of what it seemed like they were doing with with this movie with Michael Myers because that guy is six four six five you said yeah but they made him look gigantic yeah so, yeah so that's kind of cool but speaking of that spot that yeah that the after they hit the ground that's pretty much the end of the movie but the the whole ending was completely reshot. So zombie reshot the entire ending the in the original climax of the movie. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> Michael, Michael is killed in a hail of gun uh, police gunfire after he is uh, cornered by Loomis and the cops. However, Zombie said that he only ended it that way because of a uh, rush schedule. When he when he realized it didn't really work with what he had going, because like especially that if he was making a second one, yeah, he wouldn't he wouldn't. He was able to go back and totally reshoot it, allowing Laurie to be the one who kills Michael. See, and I'm in, I'm very intrigued in watching the second one and how this all transpires. And I was calling this out at the end of the movie for this scene. She picks up the gun. The gun's not loaded, first off. You can see all the chambers except for one. And that's the one chamber that is supposed to... like If she, if she would have cocked it, that's the one that would have gone next. So she would have killed him the first shot. Well, she does. Like, she but she never pulls the hammer back. Well, the revolver, like the, the spindle turning and all, Michael goes back and launches. You don't have to pull the hammer back to fire the gun? Only well, if you're doing like a single shot. Oh. Yeah. So I can just sit there and boom, 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 and I'll just. Yep. Well, I'm an idiot. Yeah, that's why she's like pulling it and it's empty because it's already. She's already in a chamber that's already been spent until it got to that one round that was actually still there. And then she just screams her head off, which I just thought you always had to. You always had to pull the hammer back. Yeah, that's that's movie to... dramatics. Like, you don't think I will? Oh. Yeah, because once you pull that back, the trigger goes back a little bit. It's like a yeah. like a fast firing mechanism. Gotcha. So you don't have to. Okay. No, so like if you shot it, yeah, and that spent round was already there. If you, if you ended up pulling the hammer back, it wouldn't spin the spindle of, to that second round. So if you shot it and it had a, a spent round, you pull that hammer back, that spindle doesn't turn. Yeah, you'd just be shooting the same one. Yeah, so you have the hammer forward and it puts like a little, like a lever that puts on it. So when you pull the trigger, it starts spinning, spinning the spindle till it reaches oh, the and then because okay, the then hammer goes back at the same time. Got you. Okay. 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 Yeah. 
Any time I've ever shot a revolver before. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm here for you. Thank you. So. Wish I could have been there for your PR. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so Zombie originally wanted to make this movie, uh, make the, this movie two separate movies. One with, uh, with completely about the young Michael, and the second one about the adult Michael. But the oh. production company didn't think a movie that didn't have like the iconic, right, know, uh, like, Halloween face and stuff like that. It, they didn't think it was going to do well, and so they're like, "If it's not going to do well, we're not going to fund a second one." So then Rob Zombie had to change things around to do that. See, but looking back on it, I think that'd have been a great idea. I don't know. Yeah, like, but I mean, what do you? But I say was, that, but I, but then you think like he doesn't say anything for fifteen years. So how are you going to make a whole movie about? Yeah. That or is he just meaning strictly the like first why he eight became, years of his life? Yeah, how I'm he, assuming. Yeah, like up until he started murdering and stuff. Right. Which I don't know. I don't think I'd be interested in it because like they don't really say why Michael is the way he is until like I think it's the fourth original in the original series, the fourth one. Yeah, I never watched. Where it shows like he's possessed by like an Irish demon. Okay, so it's fake. Or a Celtic demon, something like that. Yeah, you always gotta bring the Irish in the <laughs> dirty bastards. But uh yeah, that that's like gets out of the story. And they talk about it in the newest ones. They talk about the every kill he makes, he becomes less human and more of an evil entity. Which in the newest ones he's Especially when they're like the mob is like just beating the shit out, of him, and then he gets up and just kills like fifteen people because he's just he's. Spoiler alert! Imagine this. I've not seen this movie. That's that so weird. You've about. never seen these movies. <laughs> I love when you talk about movies that I should have seen that I have no idea what we're talking. They're about. They're still fun to watch because those three movies are all a continue like a continuation of the yeah like. Like, I did see the the first one that they did with Jamie Lee Curtis. I haven't yeah. seen any of the rest of them. Oh man, the second one is so awesome because it takes place the first right new after one that. with Jamie Lee Curtis. I should specify. Oh. I've seen the original with Jamie Lee Curtis, and then the new one, like the first new okay. one with Jamie. Where Lee like Curtis. she traps him yeah. in the house and on fire. Yeah, yeah. The the one right after that, it takes place like minutes after that. Oh. Like that, they have fire trucks flying towards the house, and they're in the back of that truck going away. She's like, "No, don't, don't put it out!" And like, he kills like fifteen firefighters. It's so awesome. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Is that what happened to Daniel Vineyard's dad? Daniel Vineyard from American History X. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> he said it was in California, right? Yeah. Well, I guess I it's he was in Illinois. He's a firefighter. Oh. I won't say it. <laughs> if you haven't seen American History X, go out and watch it. It'll change your life. It's a great date movie, by the way. A date movie. <laughs> so uh, that is all the fun facts I have. Uh, there are quite a few horror movies coming out. Like they're doing a return to Silent Hill, Radio Silence, uh, Monster Thriller. Uh, they're making another Quiet Place, but it's called uh, A Quiet Place Day One. Which I own the first one. I've gotten about five minutes into it and fell asleep. I liked it. I think it's very, very good story writing, very good cinematography, and very good directing. It's got to be very good acting too and stuff of that nature because, from from what I've heard anyway, because I, I like I said I own the first one. I tried to watch it and I fell asleep, 
and just never got the opportunity to watch it again or never felt like I wanted to. Yeah. Well, but if you're not using words to communicate, that's the thing is they're telling a story without words and it's getting across. Right. And then the, and then the second one, it shows like the mother and kid going, like making their way through the world after all the shit goes on and they did find a way to kill these things, you know, mm-hmm. and it's showing flashbacks about how things started. And in this one, it's going to show like, this is what's happened. This is how it all started. Like yeah. 100%. Okay. But then they have like night swim and imaginary and baghead, probably ones I'm not going to watch, but I would like to go see the new saw movie. I would like to also just to, cause this is supposed to be the last one, right? Yeah, they. Are or is it going to be like? Is it going to be like the Fast series where Fast Ten is supposed to be the Hold last on. one? Hold on, you watch your mouth before you say something stupid. Those are great movies, but it's like it's, I will it's, say, okay. it's pretty much a, a money printing machine. So the Fast movies, I the only one I haven't seen is Fast Ten. The only one I don't own is Fast Ten. <laughs> I don't remember watching whatever the ninth one was. I'm pretty sure it's on Peacock. Fast 10 is on Peacock, yeah. yes. So you should watch it. It's the first thing. That, I there's know what's going to happen. There's going to be there's, there's going to be cars in it. It's going to be all about family and something ridiculous is going to happen. Facts. All facts. I will say that I unfortunately for that series of movies paul walker passed away and i have not watched i i find it hard to watch without brian earl spilner in the movie yep so they or brian o'connor they make little references to him here and there but it's not the same no they're they make it like he's a character like in the background taking care of the kids like could they needed someone that could protect the kids away from all this and he's supposed to be that person so Huh. Anyway, other than movies, uh, music-wise, I've been on a big uh, Ice Nine Kills, big, uh, big kick with them. So, gonna have this big Ice Nine Kills kick. Yep. Which it actually fits in all these horror movies because their second album is all based off of all horror movies stuff like that. And they actually just released a song not too long ago, and they released the uh, music video to it yesterday. Okay. Of Meet and Greet, and it's about, it's off of the Silence of the Lambs movie. But just, it's pretty cool because Bill Mosby, who is actually in all of Rob Zombie's movies, is yep. actually in this music video. So I thought that was pretty cool. Like little Easter eggs like that. Yeah. Those, those are, when you can incorporate. Or you can be in a music video or music videos and movies and stuff like that. I think that's kind of cool too. Or, or when uh, artists put actors yep. in their music videos. So, and actually, uh, the lead singer, Spencer Charnas of Ice Nine Kills, he's actually really good friends with uh, the Dead Meat people. The ones I get all the kill counts from. Oh, okay. They're actually okay. pretty good friends. Okay. And I was watching an interview <clears> with them. He's like, yeah, he like Spencer was never really into wrestling, but James A. Denise and Chelsea, his wife, yeah. is. And he's oh. like, yeah, Spencer and his partner, they'll come over and they'll watch like WrestleManias and stuff like that yeah. just to hang out. And I was like, 
Yeah, the guy seems like he's pretty down to earth, kind of. You know, so I thought that was kind of cool. And plus, he does. Uh, it came out about three months ago. That he did. Uh, if he was featured on a song with "Escape the Fate." Okay. Uh, Cheers to goodbye. It's a great song. Cheers to goodbye. Yeah. I'm gonna put that in right now. It's amazing. Yeah, Spencer has no reason being as talented as he is. Never heard the song "Cheers to Goodbye," but just. By hearing the name of the song, I really want to listen to it yeah, right it's, now. it's pretty awesome. But speaking of, <laughs> of music, I have, I well, up until today, I had Sebastian convinced that I was a famous musician. <laughs> so I was, taking him to, <laughs> I was taking him to school the other day. <laughs> well, okay. Up until today? Is yeah. that what you just said? Because he finally asked Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, she she's not gonna roll with it at all. No, no. she hates me, so she's gonna ruin my <laughs> she's gonna ruin my life and my fun and his imagination. <laughs> and so, uh, <laughs> I was driving to school. He's like, "Ah, it's Tuesday. I have music today." I was like, "You have music?" He's like, "Well, music class." I was like, "Oh, do you play the guitar?" He's like, "No, I play the recorder." I was like, "Well, that's not fun." The He's recorder, like, yeah, the recorder. Which I had to pay like six bucks for. <laughs> but, that much? Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Shit, I remember my sisters having a recorder when I was little, and my parents <laughs> hid that because I was so fucking annoying when I grab it. So like, I play three that. blind mice. You yeah. play with the holes, but you can just do it by just go, just blowing into the thing. <laughs> yeah, it was the easiest thing to play. I thought I was a musician from way back in the day for it, but but the funny thing is, he I was I was like. Why don't you play the guitar? He goes, Oh, I don't have one. He's like, I was playing with that, playing with one at grandma's, but then my aunt, but ain't Hannah broke in. I was like, Oh, I have a guitar. He's like, You do? He's like, yeah, it's sitting in the closet. He goes, Why do you have a guitar? I was like, Why do you think I have a guitar? He's like, Were you in a band? I was like, Yeah. He's like, You were? I was like, Yeah, it was big. Like, it was, I've... it was the, uh, <laughs> I was like, He was the, he was the lead guitarist for No Soul Rock and Roll back in the day. <laughs> I told him, I was like, yeah, I've actually, songs have been on the radio. I was doing it for years. I was like, I don't do it anymore because we had the kids. So I just, I do songs here and there now. He's like, really? I was like, yeah. I was like, how do you think your mom met me? He goes, I thought you guys met in the Marines. I was like, well, we originally that's where we met there, but she fell in love with me because she came to one of my shows. <laughs> He's like, what songs do you do? And I, I named a couple Pop Evil songs, like Waking Lion and Riot <laughs> yeah. Storm. He's like, that's you? And I'd name another song, and then I'd start singing one song. He goes, that does sound like that Jesus. is." I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, you knew this. He goes, no. I was like, you had to know this. I was like, me and Grant singing. He goes, oh, yeah, I know. You and Grant singing. I was like, yeah, Grant's my biggest fan. Well, we were in a band together back yeah. in the day. And so he, he, Sebastian was our biggest groupie because he don't. Because <laughs> Kyle had to bring him with to, to rehearsal. <laughs> yep. So then I took him to school this morning. He's like, he's like, I can't believe you were in a band. He's like, what other songs did you? And I would, I tell him like another song, and I start singing. He goes, Yeah, I've heard that one. He goes, That does sound like you. I'm like, thank you, buddy. Funny as shit. <laughs> I, I mean, you get that from him. Graydon, I'll start singing in the truck, and he's like, Dad, can you please stop? <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I'm not a bad. I don't think I'm a bad singer. And he's like, <laughs> oh. And then 
the other day I was singing in the truck and he's like, Hey dad, who sings this song? I'm like, it's right here, buddy. Like looked at the screen, like yep. told him, yeah, you should probably let them sing it. Uh, oh man. Walk. What like way to stick a knife in me and then twist it a little bit. Like, yeah. My nine or my eight year old son. Yeah. So he, yeah. Cause he was like, what other song did I say? Did I say a song. He's like, I don't know if I heard that one. Then I start singing. He goes, Oh yeah, I have heard that one. <laughs> he goes, Like that is you. That's so cool. And so I was like, Yeah, now you now you have a cool dad now, huh? He goes, Well, you've always been cool, but now now you're like really cool. But then Courtney was telling me something today, and I was like, I don't know, because she's like, These kids need to stop believing the things you say. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, because she thinks I'm a famous musician. She's like, yeah, you never said anything. He came up and asked me. He goes, why didn't you tell me, Mom? Well, she never, she only came to one like, of your shows and it was a solo night. Yeah, and I was like, let me guess. You ruined it for him? She's like, yes. I was like, you're the worst. See, that's why That's why you got to get a friend like me. Because if your kid ever came up and asked me something about you, of course. But, I'll make up my own side of the story and not even know what you told him, but yes. Yeah, because I used to tell the kids, like, I used to wrestle, like, alligators, or I, I took a giraffe down with my bare hands or some <laughs> shit like that. And so... <laughs> uh, I haven't been listening... Me, personally, I have not been listening to a lot of music lately. I've been listening to a lot more stand-up, but... Uh, November 3rd and 4th, uh, uh, one of the uh, one of my friends is going to Matt Reif on the third of November, and she doesn't know if the friend that she originally wanted or originally was going to go with is going to go with her anymore. And so she asked if I wanted to go. I'm like, honestly, I'm not a big Matt Reif fan. I think he's kind of a tool. There goes all of our viewers. But <laughs> but yeah, I'll go with you because I like to laugh. I like stand up. Like. Why wouldn't I? And then the next day, I have to help my dad uh, during the day on the farm. And then uh, we're going to Illinois to see Cody Jinks in Illinois. And I know you don't know who Cody Jinks is. I know, I know of him. You know of him. I'm not a fan. But... Well, that's because he sings country music and country music that doesn't get played on the radio. Well, you're more of a you're more of a metal guy. <laughs> Especially lately. But uh, next January, did you see who's coming back to Iowa? No. Disturbed. Ooh, I will go see Disturbed. Disturbed with Falling in Reverse. Okay, so where is that at? In Des Moines at the Wells Fargo Arena. January what? Well, it don't matter because I get all my shit back. All my vacation, my personal days and everything come back in January. I think we're going to go then. Right. Because the last time I seen Disturbed was probably back in 2009. <laughs> I lost both shoes <laughs> and my glasses. But, so I let, I had these, I thought they were cool. They were K-Swiss. And everyone called them bowling shoes and made fun of me for it. Like, <laughs> and now I look back and they, yeah. they look like bowling shoes. Yeah. But I went with Justin and Cody and Bats. Okay. And we go... It was Flyleaf, Nonpoint, Stone Sour, and Disturbed. Whew. It was awesome. That is a lineup right there. That is. It was it was awesome. So I lost my left shoe. And this is like in 
because I was back on uh, like Christmas leave yeah. from military training. And it was dead winter, and I lost my, I lose my left shoe. I was like, son of a bitch. Because now I'm stepping in like beer and just whatever. Just everything disgusting. Yep. And then I end oh, up. Oh, man, that just makes me yes. cringe. So then I, I end up, I stumble across it again after like moving around in the crowd. I find it. But then I lose my right shoe. <laughs> and then I was like, gosh. And so like, I remember I was like, kind of, like, I've got to be in the same area. Next thing I know, I get punched and my glasses fly off my face. I was like, no way. <laughs> it non-points up there right now. I was like, oh, I wish I could see. And so I lost it. I lost mine like midway through the non-point set. Stone Sour is about to come on. Some random guy goes, hey, are these yours? Like 30 minutes later. I was like, I put them up. These are mine. <laughs> I was like, there's no way that this guy just randomly be like, you look like someone who wears glasses and you miss it. <laughs> and I was like, there's no way. So you had PTSD from like when Sebastian lost his glasses this summer? Oh, don't get me fucking started. And I had to go find them for you? Yeah. But for like, him? So <laughs> I went to the whole concert. I ended up getting to the front on the, on the cage or whatever, or on the fence and went through the concert. We all met up afterwards, and we have like a mile and a half to walk back to our car, and it's winter in <laughs> Iowa, and I'm missing my shoe. It was like, I thought I got frostbite on my foot. I was like, no. <laughs> but I would definitely go see them again. I have never seen Disturbed. I feel like I was at a Falling in Reverse concert. Oh, yeah, it was the last one we went to. <laughs> yeah, sure. I know. Which, Ice Nine Kills was there, too. Yeah. I'd definitely go see them again. Uh, I had no idea what was going on. I could hardly hear, but this, or I didn't really know any of the songs because I wasn't really into that. But the songs that I did know, I'm like, oh, fuck, I know this one. Yeah. That was going nuts. I knew them all. Everyone around me is like, well, first off, apparently you're not supposed to wear cowboy boots into a fucking rock concert. You should have worn what you showed up in. My cut off pearl snap button down my yeah. jean shorts. And you look like you just boots. got done throwing fucking hay bales <laughs> on the conveyor to the round barn. <laughs> that would have been pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Looking back on it, it, it I feel like I would have gotten beat up. Honestly, I no. feel like I would have gotten beat no. up, and that's why I didn't wear it. No, everyone would have been like, with, look at this. Especially when we were in that bar and you were just talking to the random people, you're like, <laughs> Oh, hey, what do you do? What do you hear? I was like, oh, I'm going to see Fallen in Reverse. And you're all like, cowboy, cowboy. get up. <laughs> Country and Western, what's up? <laughs> How you doing? Yeah. Which room? <laughs> I need to quit buying shirts off Amazon that are pearl snap and cutting the sleeves off. <laughs> 30 bucks a shirt? You'd think I'd be able to get one for like $20 without sleeves. Didn't see, so this was when... Because this was the, uh, the Alliant Powerhouse, which used to be the U.S. Cellular Center. Center. Yep. And I remember I went and seen Nickelback there, too. Oh. And someone actually got hit by a train that day because the train goes right by. Oh, it. oh yeah. Yeah, so we were trying to get to the other side, and the train was, like, moving, like, really slow. So I climbed up to one side, got on top, and I was like, this train's not that high up. And I jumped off. And man, I thought I broke my heel bone because it hurt for like two months. You jumped off the top. Yes. That's like a 15 foot jump. Yeah, it hurt so bad. From a tank car, it's a 15 foot. Yeah, it was a, it was a rail car. 
Right, but if it was, I don't know if it's tank car or hopper car, because hopper car. It was a hopper car. Yeah, that's taller than. <laughs> yeah, I jumped, hit the, and like, we drank the whole way up there. We we had some beers while we were there, and then I remember, I remember jumping, and though I'm like, oh my god, this is so far up, like mid fall. I was everything was just think that my thought process was going so fast, and I remember the ground coming so fast. I was like, oh, I'm gonna hit, and I was like, oh my. Okay. See, that sounds like something stupid I would do only because I work on real cars every day. <laughs> and I thought I broke my fucking hand. And then Justin, like, climbs through the cart. <laughs> like, and I was sitting there limping away. I was like, oh, my God, just get the car and bring it, it to me. He took the side ladder <laughs> through the end of the car down the other side ladder. Yeah. Like, a, instead of crawling all the way out of the top. Okay, so. Like a dumbass of, like me. And then jumping off. See it. I'm visualizing you climbing up to the top and jumping off. I'm visualizing Which the like, on the end too. Right. If I would have <laughs> right. If I'd have been with you, I'd have climbed up right behind you, watch you jump off, walk to the other end because the ladder's on the opposite side and crawl down that. But Justin's like, well fuck, there's two side ladders on this car. Yeah. Like oh, <laughs> And then like another day, we went to the lines down in Des Moines. And we haven't seen uh, 10 years was like the headliner, but uh, Earshot was the opener for him. Yeah. Both, I loved both bands. Sorry, my sister's texting me. Not to interrupt, my <laughs> sister My sister called me while we were watching the movie tonight. Oh, yeah. And she wanted to sing this song. And she's like, do you hear it? Do you hear it? I have her on speakerphone. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Aim, I hear it. I hear this song. And then all of a sudden I thought I was at the meat locker because she just butchered everything about it. And now she's texting me like apologizing and she's making excuses like Wait, like were you at so- <clears throat> you at someone else's house? Do I always sound bad when I sing? Question mark thirty seconds later. I, I'm trying to respond to her as I'm doing this. <laughs> This this all happened in the last forty five seconds. <laughs> Do I always sound bad when I sing? I just sound different. I think not bad necessarily, but just like a sip of schnapps or whiskey to settle it. I only listen to a few women sing. Otherwise, I prefer listening to men sing. Who the fuck cares? Um. Okay. Uncle Cracker is a fan. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what song she was trying to listen to. No idea what song she was trying to sing. All I could hear was, ow, ow, that's my arm. That's my, you know (laughs) what? I did have no idea what she was saying. (laughs) Anyway, sorry, go (laughs) back to you. So, we, uh. Back to you, Kyle. I drank the whole way up there. It's a three-hour drive for us. She's so going. Are you still at Kyle's house? Sorry, didn't mean to bug you. <laughs> yes, and I'm reading your texts to our listener. She'd be like, oh my god, is that a grand? Listener. Because I'm sure there's still, there's only one that still listens to us. Yeah, it's probably Danny L. <laughs> <laughs> Danny L or Danielle? I don't know. She's a child actor. Danny L. Danny L E. 
as I was. So I drank the whole way up there, and the lion den is a huge down there. bar. Where's the lion's den? Sorry, I... in Des Moines. So you're drinking down there, not up there. Whatever. Fucking take you a hell of a long time to get there if you want to. Shut up. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a two and a half to three hour drive down, but. Uh, I drank all the way up there. Drank <laughs> Still all going that way. way. <laughs> no wonder you're fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> drank the whole time there. The globe. Drank the whole time there. And then we met, <clears throat> uh, me, Justin Kiever, met my sister at an Applebee's or something like that. Your hot sister? I don't have a hot sister, so no. <laughs> good, good call. <laughs> but so I was so drunk by this time, and so like they gave me apple juice instead, and I was like, they tricked the hell out of me. Well, then every, it seemed like every time we went to Des Moines for a concert, we'd always take the wrong exit back, and we'd end up going all the way to Cedar Rapids before we come back to Old Wine. Oh. So a three-hour trip turns into like a four and a half, five hours. Five hours. Yeah, you are not. It's fine. I hope you guys are doing a great show. Oh, shit. This is a big one. I don't know what movie you watched. We watched Silverado Monday night. It was good. <laughs> Still, it's not as good as Conagher or Man from Snowy River or Tombstone, obviously. Or you know, or do you know what you guys should do is a Kevin Costner best of? Tim Cup. Okay. Tell her to go to the episode after it's uploaded about an hour and ten minutes in. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway. I don't got much more going on. Uh yeah, just what I I'm going to Cody Jinks. Uh next next June they're doing uh uh Tailgates and Tall Boys again. Jelly Roll's coming back for that. Uh, um I can't remember who the other two are. Well, I think Shine Down, yeah, Shine Down, which I saw them last September. Were you there? No, no, Grant. We should stop talking about it. Okay. I seen Shine Down. Uh, they only had uh, Leave a Whisper as an album. Oh, well, I saw them last year, and they were fucking awesome. And that's the that show. Concert, see you later. <laughs> that concert was. <laughs> I I I will go and see Jelly Roll and Shine Down both again because, well. Jelly Roll had never been to Iowa. That was his first time he'd been in Iowa. He's like, and he made mention that he, no matter what it takes, he wants to come back. He's just, there's something different about you Iowa people. Uh, we're fun. Oh, we're a blast. <laughs> and uh, so I can't remember who's the first night, the main one the first night, but I'm planning on going on that, going to that next June. I think that Bailey Zimmerman's there too. Yeah, that's who it is. Bailey, I'm pretty sure that's Bailey Zimmerman. <clears throat> Jelly Roll and Shine Down, and Bailey Zimmerman, uh, the way he wears his hat and his sunglasses, and I don't know, there's just something about him that reminds me of Jimmy Lindstrom. <laughs> like I, I like it's the hair. <clears throat> it's the hair coming out. Like if Jimmy oh. were to wear a like a ball cap like this backwards and have sunglasses on and start singing, minus the voice, they'd be <laughs> they'd be brothers, I think. And nothing against Jimmy singing. It's just that it's not spot on like it is the way they look. I get it. I, get it. I mean, it's been a while since we got the band back together. Yeah. But... Get, get the boys. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's all I got. Uh, join us next week when we go over Halloween 2. 
I'm excited for that one because Grant hasn't seen. I have not seen that one, and it's been it's honestly been a long time since I seen since I'd seen uh, this one, and um, my son (laughs) wanted to watch a scary movie (laughs) about a month ago, like right when October first or no, September wasn't even over, and uh, I'm like, "Ooh, Rob Zombie's Halloween!" I don't know why I wanted to watch that. We got to the part where. We got to the part where uh, he's washing his hands in the sink at the yeah. beginning of the movie, and I'm like, all right, we've seen enough. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, why were his hands all bloody? Did he cut himself? I'll talk to you later, but I'll talk to you. See you in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it later, buddy. <laughs> How do you tell an eight-year-old that he fucking killed it because yeah. he's a fucking psychopath? Yeah, I don't want to know. What's a psychopath? I don't What's a killer? Do some What's inception a... shit here. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> That's a great movie, too. But uh, We should do a Tom Hardy movie coming up. Batman. Why not? <laughs> not Batman. Not Batman. I didn't know I'm not Batman. I know. Because I've seen Batman and you in the same room. Because I'm Son Batman. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Batman and Robin back together, baby. <laughs> but uh, thanks for joining us. I'm Kyle, and you all know. I'm Grant, the one that's got the face for radio. (laughs) Best sign-off ever. (laughs) Thanks for joining us.